0: Hello, mech fans, and welcome to the Valhalla Club. Grab yourself a Timbiki Dark, set up that paint booth, open that spreadsheet, and join us as we talk all things Battletech.
1: Well, welcome back to the Valhalla Club podcast. This is Dave. I'll be your bartender tonight, and I am joined by Mike, Ben, Matt, and eventually John. But uh, we do have a guest tonight, and that is the champion of LVO's AS350 tournament, Greg W. Say hello, Greg. Good evening. Thank you for having me on. Well, tonight we're going to be going over LVO and all the fun that everybody had out there. Um, Mike, Ben, and Matt all went to the convention and... Uh, they, I know they had a great time because I kept getting text messages and seeing uh, pictures and was harassing Mike during the tournament as much as I could.
0: But, Man, uh, I was trying to stay focused.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, your scores didn't say that. We'll get to that. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> hey, if I can't make fun of Mike, who can? But anyway, let's, uh, let's take some time to meet the champ. Greg W., champion of LVO, crusher of dreams, and killer of Vikings. We didn't face. We didn't face. Calm down. Yeah, everybody else killed you. Well, Greg, thank you for coming onto the podcast. And what we do with most of our guests is we ask them a few uh, questions about Battletech, how you found the community, Uh, and then we'll get into LVO and your experience and everybody else's experience. And I also know that Mike did a couple recordings with interviews of other players at the tournament, which we'll get to a little later on. So,
2: uh, Greg, we'll start out at the top of the list. Uh, How long have you been playing Battletech? Yeah, so for Classic, that actually goes back a few decades. Um, You know, just going to local mall gaming stores, picking up TROs, um, some of the basic source books back then at the time, uh, the intro boxes, the standees, that kind of stuff. Um, didn't necessarily have a lot of people to play with at that age, but you know, still read uh, those heroes cover to cover until the covers fell off or disintegrated in some cases. Uh, Alpha Strike has been uh, a lot more recent for me. Um, really started picking it up when Matt started running uh, the Battlefront events starting with uh, his Succession Wars back in February of uh, this past year 2023.
1: Yes. <laughs> so you've only been playing Alpha
2: Strike for a year? Yes. Well I think done. I got... W- w- I think about two, three years ago um, I, I played a demo game with someone who um, I had been playing classic with on and off and we played with the stock damage rolls and we did not like it. Um, quite frankly, it was a, a pretty negative play experience for him. Um, so that, that kind of went on the back burner but definitely took off uh, with the multiple um, attack roll. Uh, felt a lot better to, to play it and yeah, I've been playing it quite a bit since, uh, since February of last year. So, what's your favorite faction? Uh, Federated Suns, for sure. Is that played who you the, played at uh, LVO? I, I did not. Um, I wanted to play something very different. Um, and I, I joked to Matt, um, uh, on the, here, our host here, um, before the event, that this was either going to be something horrible or it would do very well. And obviously, <laughs> it kind of came down the side of, of doing well. But I, I really just wanted to play something completely out there and see how it worked, as opposed to uh, unless I might more of normally taken more of a attrition grind, um, really high armor structure. It was definitely
3: different than, uh, than your typical fed Suns. That is very (laughs) true. Very true.
2: All
1: right. So uh, aside was stompy robots, what drew you to the, to the
2: game in the first place or the lore or, Definitely in line with that um, Like I said when I started I was picking up the TROs And then you know Back when there was Borders in the mall um, the, the Clan Invasion uh, Stackpole novels um, So yeah just reading those, those intro stories You know the, the Great Gash uh, Things blowing up and exploding Huge battles um, With Comstar um, all, all that So not quite as old as uh, A little bit preceding that but, but definitely a very happening time In the lore With a lot of interesting things Going on And then, yeah, I just love the TROs growing up, Um, you know, all those little stories of what that came with each mech, um, a description of it, just reading through and thinking about how they designed it. Um, It was a lot of fun. Awesome. So since you have been playing Classic for a couple of decades and playing uh, Alpha Strike for a year and then kicking everyone's ass, which one do you like better? So they both have their place right now. I'm going to lean on the Alpha Strike uh, side. Uh, Classic, you you cannot beat that level of intimate detail and the moments that game gives you. So it is never going to go away for me. It will always be there uh, when you have the crazy things that should never happen, happen. And the game mechanically tells you what happened and why. But... At the same time, when you talk about big, stumpy robots, what is better than a couple of big, stumpy robots putting a company of big, stumpy robots on the table and having um, a great way to, to play that out, resolve it and see what happens. Fantastic. Okay, Greg. Well, thank you for telling us a little bit about your background. And uh,
1: now it's time to get into the main metal of the podcast. And that is Colorado
2: Goes to LVO. We had, what, seven players from Colorado out there? It was a big turnout for sure. I mean, you look at the sign-up list, and it felt like uh, BattleTech or Alpha Strike is played in Southern California, Denver, and maybe Phoenix. So it was great to see uh, so many familiar faces out there. Yeah, there were there were pretty good
3: you know clusters uh, from from those different places. You got some randoms from from some other areas. We had people coming in from from Canada. We had people coming over from New Jersey, Florida. Um, but otherwise yeah definitely a large group from various areas in Col- uh, in in California especially southern California but uh yeah Colorado had a good good presence there
0: I will say um I didn't face anyone from Colorado
3: <laughs> What about you uh what about everybody else uh, Ben did you face well Charles Charles I mean, of course, that's of that's course. The, a storied
0: matchup
4: I, I always <laughs> play Charles everybody every Charles Yeah, yes. yeah. Who won? Last round, I won. (laughs) Well,
1: we'll have to get into that epic battle rivalry even Mm -hmm. a little
3: later. You guys need like a a running counter, so now Ben is like plus one, and so we we
4: can. Yeah, it's I don't even know, man. It's like we I win one, he wins one. I win one, he wins one. I think think we're like even across the board. You know, this
3: is why you guys keep facing each other (laughs) because in the in the Swiss pairings, you guys are like right on par. I
4: know, I know. It's it's like we. Build lists and play. A, it's very similar. Weird. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't face anyone else from Colorado, though, did you?
4: Uh no. Florida, California, California, and
1: did you have to fight the storied no. Charlie Company or Charlie Cider Company?
4: I did fight one of them.
1: Did you it win and force him to drink his no. product?
4: No, it was Ooh. not. It was so pretty, you had to drink the cider. Pretty, no, I didn't drink shit. I was drinking water.
1: <laughs> I doubt that entirely. No,
4: <laughs> so, I was. Oh I man, think, um, that, I, I got so. Jeremy
2: choice from from the Wizard's Chest. So another local, but that was in the escalation event. Uh, oh, that's cool. From Colorado in the uh, three hundred and fifty tournament. Yeah. All right. So for any of you that
1: uh, don't know what LVO is, LVO is the Las Vegas Open. It is a convention that is put on by Frontline Games. Mainly, it is focused at Warhammer, but for the last two years, we've had a growing presence of BattleTech out there, courtesy of Wolfnet and the Catalyst uh, demo team. So, uh, Matt and Ben are both demo agents, and Matt actually ran several games while we were out there, or while you guys were out there, because I couldn't go. Um, I'm not a demo and, agent.
3: Yeah, but it's not a demo agent. Oh well, shit. Okay. Agent.
4: All lies. Thought, All ben lies. Ben is a former demo agent. I am. I am a. I am a, uh, a recovering demo agent.
1: <laughs> Three like years that. sober. Yeah, exactly. But uh, the main BattleTech event that happened at LVO last year and this year was the Wolfnet Alpha Strike 350 tournament. And uh, I think this year had 24 players. And Matt, how many did you get for the events that you ran?
3: So we had uh, 15 classic players, although uh, we had some people going between the two systems. So uh, altogether, we had about 40 players there over the weekend. And you guys also played uh, the doubles on the second day, right? So there was a plethora of events going on. Um, Altogether, six. So there was the Alpha Strike 350 tournament. There was uh, Wolfnet doubles going on on Saturday. Uh, there was the Alpha Strike campaign in a day Helm, and I'm sure we'll go through all of these. But uh, and then on the um, well, let's see, on the classic side, we had two events. Um, that was uh, let's see, BattleTech through the ages was kind of our tournament on the classic side, uh, and then we had the BattleTech campaign in a day Tukid, and then we had kind of a combo event that had uh, both kind of classic and Alpha Strike, and that was BattleTech Escalation. Excellent. So,
1: I'm going to ask a self-serving question. Also, since this was where we debuted the new dice for the Valhalla Club,
3: how did that go over? Did you guys give away any of your super secret special dice? My super secrets are still with me, but I gave out a lot of the 2024 dice um, and a good amount of our our regular dice. Yeah,
0: everyone I played got 2024 dice.
4: Nice, same here.
0: Excellent. I gave out one pair of named dice to. Uh, it's Tommy wasn't there, but it, uh, Coach is supposed to um, transport it to Tommy. So Tommy, when you listen to this, if you haven't gotten your dice yet, hit up Coach. He's got <laughs> them. Coach's fault. Go uh, beat up Yeah,
4: back yeah. And yeah. Beat always him to the legs until he gives them up. Rip those bum
0: ears right off his head. But you know, I gave I gave my name uh, a named pair of dice to Tommy just for everything he did with the uh, the extra life uh, campaign. And yeah, that was an awesome campaign. And all that. So. That was worthy of named dice, in my opinion. So he got him there.
4: Yeah. Great. I gave one set of named dice to Metal Ed. Oh, I'm sure Metal Ed loved that. Yeah. He totally deserved. He is, he is the
1: f- first person who has ever asked me to sign something because my name was in a book. So that was pretty cool last year. Also, the first time my name's ever appeared in a book, which was equally odd. <laughs> but uh, we'll get right into the, uh, the Alpha Strike tournament. So. This was the last tournament of the 200-point format. For anyone who follows Wolfnet, you'll know that there is a new errata that is coming out that is changing the 200-point game format to a 250-point format. So, But for LVO, it was still the 200 points, and I'll let you guys take it away since you were there. We can start with uh, what games you played.
0: We can go round by round and just go around the horn and talk about your games. I guess I'll start. Uh, so round one was domination. Uh, I played Brett B from Charlie company cider company. Um, it was funny when we first started that, he was like, uh, just to let you know, man. Um, I haven't played since last LVO <laughs> and I was like, it's all good, dude. I think I've played five rounds of alpha strike in the last year as well. Cause I've been busy as shit with work. Uh, but, uh, it was a good game. Uh, for him. <laughs> My dice hated me. I successfully landed 1 pip of damage the whole game. I just couldn't hit shit. Uh but it ended with uh Brett getting two objectives and me just having one by the time uh time was called. But it was a, it was a, it was still a good fun game. Uh so hats off to you Brett for for getting that W. And before we, we move on, I mean. what faction did everybody play. Oh, I brought um the Lyran Guards. Uh which is abnormal for me. I usually bring Clan, uh but I brought Lyran this time. Every time I go to a new event, I try to bring stuff I've never played with before. One, it gives me an excuse to get more minis that, you know, because I've already got so much, but it forces me to paint them. Uh but I also like using units I haven't used before. So for this one, Oh, what all was I mean? I had a Fenrir battle armor, a Grey Death standard suit, a uh, Locust five W two Uziel bushwhacker. Uh, crap! What all did I bring? <laughs> um, a Zibler. The Uziel was fun. The, uh, the Zibler was dope. Um, sounds like you were a dirty Katrina supporter. A there was oh the um fortunately and, wrong era she is already I know uh,
2: she's already history. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the Nyx the Nyx was a pretty clutch unit uh, a white and I forget what the other one was uh, the white is a light that has like four armor four structures so nobody's ready for that and a, and a light <laughs> battle mech especially because it's the metal one and it's the old it's like the, the old sculpt so it's super derpy and its legs are like you know needle thin uh, and so when you look at the stats on it you're like are you sure about that uh the nyx was a lot of fun that's actually i think it's a it's a Blake's mech but the Lyrans had access to it and so that's that was a good mech too but that's mostly what i brought oh and a cavalry attack helicopter that my metal one went missing and charles was kind enough to bring some salvage for me it was green so it didn't match anything else but I had uh the cavalry. So that was that was nice. Thanks, Charles. That's what I brought. What about you, Ben? Davians as usual.
4: No, I didn't have time to paint any Justice else.
0: for Hansons.
4: I did I did Hansons. Uh, my I painted up like twenty five some units of Hanson's Rough Riders before Gen Con last year, so I just kinda revised my Gen Con list a little bit and took a bunch of stuff that I didn't use at Gen Con and <clears throat> threw it together at the last minute and never even tested anything, didn't break out any 200s, just showed up with a sheet and cards and said, all right, I'll figure this shit out, you know, so, um, but it was, what was it, it was an Atlas 8D, the TSM Atlas, he was pretty solid, Um, a Wraith, a Hatchet Man 6D, a Scarabus, Triple Strength Myomer, um, Challenger, heavy lrm carrier a badger uh two sprint scouts and an inner ba and a great f legion ba so
1: awesome Mm -hmm. matt what about you did you play in the tournament i i had
3: to run things 24 7 so no i wasn't i I wasn't sure if you did or not no unfortunately
4: no No. unfortunately
3: for the other players because you had to be the ball would have had one more win
2: each so (laughs) yes Well, what about The Champ? What did you run? All right. So I, I will give a warning to, um, if you if you hear this and like it, I, you, I would encourage you to try it. But I would proxy it first before buying because it is very different from a lot of other things. And there is a good chance that people who like more traditional modes of play will probably hate trying to make this monstrosity work. Um, so consider yourself warned uh, before buying. Um, but the, the start of the show, we've got a pair of Epona Pursuit Tank E's. Uh, they're a 29-point Omni vehicle uh, that has a two 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 damage profile and heat 222. Uh That's kind of a theme of the list, things that are reasonably fast, uh, at least for their size, um, do mediocre to medium damage, and have a two-two-two heat profile from Plasma Cannons. Um, The Omni is also important. It got very hard to try and find Omnis for battle armor transport. So I I ended up using the Omni vehicles to make the infantry and battle armor work for Lists, where I needed a whole bunch of them. Um, Hellfire 3, unfortunately, goes extinct shortly after, but it was still around uh, for the early Republic era. It's a cheap 31-point heavy that has heavy armor. um, Some internal structure, I think it does have an XL, so not as much as you might like. Um, and then kind of that same two 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 or zero for long profile two 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 plasma cannon, so just a cheap heavy that takes up space. Uh, Loki D, same concept. It's a three two zero for damage, two 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 for heat. Cheap heavy with TMM two, just like the Hellfire. Takes up space. Uh, Man of War, and all of this is um, skill four, by the way. I apologize, I mentioned that earlier, but everything is skill four. I prefer to throw more stuff on the table and and fish for. Uh, more dice, more crits. Instead of uh, going for the be- the better hit chance. Uh, Mana War P. It's a three 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 with heat two two. Uh, assault mech with a TMM two. Phantom H. It's a five one zero medium uh, with four armor, two structure, uh, omni, so it can carry battle armor, and then uh, that eighteen inch movement profile. Uh, two salamander battle armor. Unfortunately, they only have three total armor and structure, but they are a two zero zero with heat two zero zero. Um, so they can ride on the opponents, and that gives you four damage, six if they get in the rear arc, plus potentially four heat. Uh, external heat caps at um, two, but you have those four, gives you a good chance of landing uh, all of them. Uh, Phoenix Hawk 2C6, this is the jump strong one that'll go 16 inches and get that TMM 4 on an assault that has seven armor and four structure. Um, it's got a 222 or 220 uh, weapon profile with 222 heat. Um, it does nothing but be an objective king. Um, it, it will never kill anything, um, other than sometimes if there's something that I've immobilized with heat, it'll walk up and kick it for 5 damage from the back. Um, it's pretty good at that, but it, it, it's just um, difficult to kill, which goes nicely with objectives. Unfortunately, Hell's Horses, for some reason, never invented um, X-Mech Battle Armor, so there's nothing they can ride around on it, um, since it is not an Omni but um, still great at jumping around and being annoying for objective purposes. Um, a pair of uh, Surat Salama Gray Death Legion suits that I guess are repurposed and given to folks who should die soon in service of the clan. Uh, 13 points for a four zero zero 0 damage profile, 2 armor, 2 structure. Um, a Locust 2C4, that's, um, it's got 3 armor, 2 structure, which is quite a bit for a Locust, and then it's got a five zero zero or 5 damage profile. Um, so the, this and the fan are kind of a. Um, if I can't kill you with heat, I'll put these guys behind you with some battle armor, and they'll probably kill you. Um, and then the only thing I never use, but it was in the list, is a dasher H, which is the he- the improved small laser, heavy smallieser one one. Uh, so it's the five zero zero uh, damage profile on a dasher. Jesus hot. Christ! You are so going to be the reason
1: for the next rule of two. <laughs> <laughs>
2: i say Mario Lord. would be
0: proud with the health of his man. Because yeah. he wasn't God. able to make it this time. That sounds awful. <laughs> like that, That's like table-flipping amounts of heat. Yeah, <laughs> I would say uh, it would appear, because when we were practicing for LVO last year, and you guys brought all that heat, I was like, I fucking hate this. Uh, I hate all this heat, this is bullshit. Uh, sounds to me like heat still might be a little OP.
2: <laughs> yeah, there's not a lot of damage in the list, so that's not going to kill you, but... The heat will. Jesus. Okay, anyway, back to round
1: one. Uh, I mean, it shows that skill four is still very viable. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, this, the, skill, the, the cost to benefit ratio
0: of going skill four to skill three is pretty high. I think I was split about half and half-ish. I mean, I, didn't, I haven't run percentages. I, I'm not a numbers person. That's probably another reason why I hate making lists. But I think I was about half at skill three, half at skill four. I might have had more fours than threes, honestly. I think I usually run just skill four because it's just so much. You, I like putting more
1: minis on the table. And well, I don't know if I can really say that since I love the Aries. So. <laughs> but you can't really put a skill two skill three Aries on the table because it takes up to too much. <laughs> And against Greg's List, that would be
2: absolutely just sad face. The other, anyway. uh, core, hmm? say the other core concept of the Heat is you're, you're making your opponent make choices. Um, yes. People don't like making choices.
1: <laughs> no, they like following their plan to the bitter end.
0: Well, and with with 80 minutes of game time, if you are set up fast enough, uh, you don't have time to, <laughs> to really think some, sometimes, so... Especially with that much heat, because it's like, I'm, I'm damned if I do, and damned if I don't.
2: Even with people on the throw on the table, um, if you've got vehicles, heat is double damage, basically. Yeah. So it turns... An all the, vehicle list
1: would be just smoked against yours.
2: Yeah, that so, would, so that opponent that is really cheap for 29 points if it suddenly has a four 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 damage profile against you. Jesus, who <laughs> has the opponent? Now I gotta look up.
4: Hell's Horses, evidently.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, Hell's Horses. Anyway, while I look this up, Ben, why don't you walk us through your round one and then we'll go to uh, Greg.
4: Um round one was domination. Um I played Doyle from Florida. Um I'm trying to remember. He won uh just I think we went to time. Um he had three objectives and I had two. Um but it came down to Oh no it didn't. No, it didn't because he managed to kill off everything but one of my sprint scouts that didn't have any guns. And I killed off pretty much most of his stuff, except for the Kingfisher, I think. And uh, finally, I just landed my chopper. And I was like, just shoot me. He had two trucks <laughs> and he had, yeah, he had two flatbed trucks, a heavy alarm carrier, uh, a demolisher tank, a Kingfisher, a dragonfly, and some type of battle armor. And something else, I can't remember what it was, but I killed off his Dragonfly, his Battle Armor, and I think his Demolisher, and I messed up his Kingfisher pretty well. And I might have taken out his LRM carrier too, but yeah, I came down to like, he had like two trucks and a unit on the board that could do anything, and then I had just a Hilo left, and that was it. So I think we ended it by going to, it was, his three objectives of my two because we couldn't do anything else and it was pretty much timed out. So that was my round one. I got I got beat. What was your list, uh, Ben? Uh, my list that I took was I had two sprint scouts, a heavy LRM carrier, the Challenger main battle tank, and a Wraith and the Scarabus. I think. I Think I got me like around 190 points or something. So I kept the Hellipia LRM carrier behind. Yeah, I kept a heavier... Oh, yeah, and he had a donor assault uh, chopper, too, because I hatched it out of the sky. <laughs> that was probably, probably my only highlight on that game. Was uh, He he pushed the donor up to take out my heavy LRM carrier, which he did, um, but I pushed my scarabs back and hatcheted it, and then the LRM carrier finished it off, and then I just had the Challenger sitting up on a on a view of... Three different objective points, and uh, he was just plugging away until he got roasted down um, by the dragonfly or something, and then uh, or the kingfisher. I don't know. It it just <laughs> that was a haze. That that game was a haze, really. <clears throat> but that was pretty much my round one.
2: Right, Greg, how about your first round? How'd that go? so I was playing Melvin uh, from Arizona, and he had a Skill Three Highlander, a Skill Three Longbow, a Night Sky, a Phoenix Hawk, and some great Death Legion armor. Um, so as soon as I started seeing, oh, good, they're skilled up. They cost a lot of points, and there's only five things on the table. Um, it, it it felt like we were going to have a good uh, opening for this list. Uh, so I had a chance to play test it too much. Um, so the way I organized it, because I did not bring um, any ECM or any flak. Um, I just wrote lists for each scenario, so as soon as they called out what the scenario was, I knew right away, okay, we're bringing this, and I, I put that down on the table. Um, and for Domination, I had a pair of the two opponents, the Phoenix Hawk 2C, the Hellfire 3, the Loki D, and a pair of Salamanders to ride around the um, I We set up Terrain, so I had pretty good line of sight down the edges. Um, he had a large mech on, one of the larger mechs on each of the side objectives. Uh, so I was able to start stacking heat pretty quickly on those. Um, while the opponents raced up, dropped the infantry on, to either finish them off or keep them disabled and locked down. And uh, the rest of my list was just able to chip away at everything else until there was not uh, too much left standing. And I got a four zero on that one. Um, I think it was towards time. Uh, the first two rounds were, were a little bit slow because I was playing newer players. But um, most of the games after that I finished... 30 to 40ish minutes left over in the round. It was pretty quick.
1: Jesus, brutal. <laughs> well, we can uh, just quickly go through the rest of the rounds. Uh, it was a uh, four round tournament or was it five? Five. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay.
0: Well, Mike, how about your second game? Uh so for my second round, I played Rob the Claw. Uh that round was bunkers. Uh we had a pretty even match throughout. Uh we tied on objectives. We each destroyed one bunker. Um and I did an additional seven damage to a bunker number two, so that got me a W. Um, however, and I didn't realize this till after the tournament was over, um, it got logged in Cryodex as a loss. Um, so I'm not quite sure what happened there. My assumption is when Andrew was looking at the uh, the scorecard, I had I had win marked down for myself. But he probably looked at the MOV because I had more, like more of my stuff was killed. Uh, he probably looked at the MOV and just gave it to gave it to Rob. But the objectives, I I, I got that W, so I should have been higher than seventeen. I should have been at least twelve. Should have been at least twelve. But yeah, at that's least. that's my notes. At least. But no, it was a great game. Uh, Rob was a lot of fun to play. Uh, but yeah, it was a super good, even match throughout. Excellent, Ben. How about you?
4: Was that the second game? Yep. Yeah, bunkers. Oh yeah, bunkers. Yeah, bunkers. I played Justin. Um he was a newer player. Uh so it was a a learning game. Uh how we we pretty much stopped playing at one point and we were just sitting there chit-chatting about our lives and stuff for, for a little while. And and then we were like, Oh shit, we gotta play, we gotta finish this off. So uh uh I ended up winning um three objectives to zero. Yeah, because he pretty much went on the defensive. He only had five units, I think. He had a he had a Atlas, uh, uh, a Warhammer, um, a Wolverine, and something fast. I can't remember what it was. But he didn't have any battle armor or vehicles in his list because he was a newer player, you know. And uh, <clears throat> so, like I said, it was more of a learning game, and uh, I was not trying to abuse the the new player kind of tactic <laughs> um so and uh it was kind of neat because i i took an atlas as well so we we kind of sparred out with the atlases and then um some some little atlas on atlas love that we were doing and uh i ended up getting battle armor into two of the bunkers and killing those bunkers and then i did some damage to a third bunker but when we called the game, I didn't realize I was one point shy of doing enough damage to the bunker to get the objective. So, eh, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it was a good game. Um, you know, I think Justin learned, learned a lot. And, and we talked a lot about list building and, you know, the t- different scenarios and balancing things. So, um, That's great. Hopefully uh, he'll get some, some good info from that and uh, use it to his advantage next time.
0: It's always cool to see new players come out to a tournament.
4: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I
0: think, man. I think more than half the crowd was no, like all new players, well, or yeah, is about
3: half. Uh, yeah, the the AS three hundred and fifty side, it was definitely more uh, new player heavy for sure.
4: Yeah, it definitely was.
3: Greg, how about you? How did the uh,
1: how did your second game end up? Deep fried I, yes, and barbecued. I, I,
2: <laughs> so I played a gentleman Steve from Texas, I believe, uh, who had the misfortune of having. Won his first uh, game as a new first round as a newer player, uh, so he got me uh, for the second. Uh, for that round, I was playing with the war P, so he could carry some infantry around. Uh, the Locust 2C, the Phantom H to carry some infantry, the two opponents, and then um, one Salamander Battle Armor and two of the Surrats. Uh, and he was playing a Jade Falcon list that had a Grendel, a Cougar, a Nova, and a couple of other uh, bigger, more skilled up units. Uh, so because he didn't really have any Battle Armor. Um, I don't think he quite understood the rules when he was um, selecting what he wanted to play with. Uh, He was a little bit on the back foot to begin with. Um, He did get a Grendel into my uh, deployment zone and got a point off of that. uh, So it ended up being a 4-1 game instead of uh, 4-0 like the first round. But it was uh, not a great experience for him as he figured out why he was uh, struggling from the list perspective. Well, hopefully he walked away learning something.
1: I mean tournaments yeah, are I mean, hard. It's, but it, it it's a tournament. You're going to run into people that have
2: just lists that you're not prepared for. It was the second time I had played bunkers and I totally whiffed on the first one from not knowing how it works. So <laughs> I understood he was going to yeah.
0: yeah, you you learn real quick that uh infantry are important. <laughs> Or to we not let Mike this. shoot your bunkers.
3: <laughs> we talked this about a, a lot about this, uh, just just among the tos and other people, is just how much you learn in your first tournament, and just how much it kind of sets you up for success in your second one. So uh, it's definitely, you know, I hope everyone kind of walked away. All the newer newer players kind of walked away with a better understanding, but also like you know, enthusiastic to come back and and try something different uh, now that they've kind of. Gained a little bit more experience because I, I mean, I was the same way, you know, walking into my first AS350 uh, tournament. It was kind of like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. And it's obvious. Um, But with help, you know, that's the great thing is like all the other players are there willing to help you. So yeah, that's that's this great thing about what our community does at these events. Definitely. All right, Mike. So walk us through
1: round three, four, and five for you.
0: All right. So round three, I played uh, Lucas. Uh, That was hold the line um that one was pretty wild i i ended up winning that one um i sprinted at one point i sprinted my locust and it's it's the 5w2 so it's already fast as shit uh but i I yolo'd it straight down the center to put it on the center point which is worth two objective points directly in front of his longbow that was rocking two arty tubes and he had a pair of uh battle armor sitting on the side objective pieces and then a couple of uh what were the peregrines peregrine Peregrine, something something like that um so his mistake there was i guess fallen for the bait so he well not necessarily falling for the bait because he was a newer player also uh he jumped them back instead of walking them back and as anyone that's played alpha strike knows when you jump uh, that makes it much harder for you to shoot. And so since he jumped them back, even though they're in short range, um, with my high TMM, I think his skill four, and then his jump, he missed everything from those. So the Locust survived. And then he used one of the battle armor to spot it and then for the artillery. The first it hit, so that Locust has three total pips, um, two armor, one structure. I think it was two armor, one structure. Um, and the first one hit. So he just needed to hit with the second one. And I was like five inches in front of his longbow. The second one missed. And through the new margin of failure drifting, it didn't drift far. Uh, but the direction was straight back. So he arrow oh no. his own longbow in the face. Oh no. The one that shot it. So the locust survived, got the objective point. It wasn't supposed to survive. Like that that was the story of my entire, like, what the fuck? Um, I think I posted a photo of it somewhere. Uh, there, and there's no context with it, but it was surrounded. It wasn't supposed to survive. It did. Um, so that was wild. Um, but I ended up getting the, the W on that one. Uh, I I didn't write down on my little notes here uh, our objective the uh, total objective points between the two of us. But uh, that was a lot of fun. (laughs) So that was my round uh, three. Round four was uh, against Travis. We played Headhunter. I really had to work for it on that one. I won, but I really had to work for it uh, because I had seven units. He had four, but they were really, really thick and heavy, jump-strong Jade Falcons. Uh, Like He brought one Assault, two Heavies, and one Light. Versus my very fast and squishy lyrens. Uh, we ended up tying objectives. I only won by MOV on that one. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, that was just a lot of calculated manu- maneuvering. That was the only reason I was able to come out on that. Because he had a shit ton of firepower and a shit ton of health. Um, so that, that was a game of, of maneuvering. Um, and it worked out. Uh, round 5, I played against Doyle. It was King of the Hill. Uh, ben knows how I play King of the Hill. Uh you just everybody straight to it and it's a bloodbath. If if you go more than uh four rounds on King of the Hill, I think you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Um so we were done pretty quick. Um I was screwed from the get-go on that one. Um he had a Kingfisher, two demolishers, two flatbed trucks, an R ten, or was it R ten or R thirty, I can't remember. A Jump Strong Viper and a Jump Strong Spider. Uh so I just I could not compete with the weight. Uh, because between the Demolishers, the Kingfisher, and even his late Jumpy Boys. Uh, I, just, I just could not keep up. Um, but yeah, I, so all I could do was try and go for MOV. I focused down the Kingfisher and one of the jo- uh, Demolishers, but th- that is all I was able to do. I got smoked real fast on that. Uh, so we only went four rounds, uh, but it was a solid uh, King of the Hill game. So that was the rest of my events. Um, but yeah. Ben, how about you? how did the rest of the tournament go?
4: Uh it went pretty good. Um round three was hold the line with Paolo, and um Paolo was at the I tournament. Last had a year. beautiful army. Yeah, he had a good looking army. Um he had it was a what Yeah, he, he had a Cyclops, um, a locust, a fast moving locust, two fast moving hovercraft, a it was a it was a Capellan army, that's right, because he had some like a Shin Li, I think it was. Um and another Capellan mech, and I can't remember what it is. But uh I took my Atlas, Wraith, Challenger and Ratchet Man, I think. Um I would I went heavy on mechs on that one. And it worked out pretty well. He, he pushed, a, uh, all his fast up, up one flank. And, uh, they tried to come into the objective area with the challenger. Who's throwing, you know, six dice at short range or, or six dice at medium range or five dice at short range on a turret. And, uh, he, uh, got pretty beat up there. And then, um, Oh, and the Scarabus. I, I also took the Scarabus in and, uh, he was my objective guy. And, uh, so, we kind of sparred a little bit. I kind of stopped his his advance into the hold the line side or on my side of the line, and then uh, I started pushing back at him. Um, I got the center objective token, which was worth two 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 points there, and then um we played around a little bit, and then I got a third objective point, and then I wiped him off the table getting the fourth one. So, um it was a pretty good battle. Um I forgot to mention my whole crew was skill three as well. So, um, except for the challenger, I think it was a skill four, but everybody else was skill three. Um, so that's kind of where round three went round four was headhunter, And I went up against Charlie company, cider Company's Phil faz, um, which I'd never played Phil before, but I know he's a good player. And, um, we kind of danced around this center hill for a little while before I poked my Hatchet Man's head up and got 28 sets of dice thrown at him in one one round. And I was like, OK, I I see how this is going to go. He had he had a Warhammer 2C, which was one of his commanders. He had a hatchetman Man, hatchy Man fire support uh, vehicle, and he had two Shodan tanks and a skimmer that was his other captain. And the skimmer sat ba- back behind his line, kind of just zipping back and forth to get his TMM. And I was trying to get over and kill that thing, but I just could not compete with... It. He kept all his his two shodens and his Hatchaman and his Warhammer 2C all in a line, just altogether. So the minute I poked my head around, they were getting twenty something was getting twenty-six sets twenty-eight sets of dice thrown at it. It was it was pretty brutal. Um and he ended up killing one captain, getting that token, killing the second captain, and then wiping me off the board at the same time. So um he, he beat me four to four to nothing on that one. And then uh of course the last round was played with against the esteemed Charles Gideon. So as per standards tournament SOP, uh, Charles and I went head head on King of the Hill, and um, he brought a C3 group, and I actually had enough ECM to counter <laughs> most of his stuff. Uh, we were actually even on it, so he had all his stuff set to ECCM, and so I think the first turn was like null, and then I killed one of his C3 units, so uh, that put the ECM f- bubble in my favor, and all my ECM was on fast moving stuff. And then I ran over and chopped his uh, little skulker with the C3 master with my Scarabus, and then uh, it pretty much uh, spelled the spelled the end for Charles on that one. So uh, I ended up winning just off of points because uh, I had the most weight in the circle. And uh, but as always, we we had a pretty good game. So um that was my round 5
1: were there any bachelors involved in this year's LVO for you
4: no no nobody nobody threw one out there on that on to to change factions for another year so john is officially loose from his 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 batchal. the bond cord has been the cut the bond cord has been cut so he can go back to being a jade falcon again like the loser he is gross <laughs> not not my con
0: yeah <laughs> I, I forgot exactly. to mention for for headhunter for my headhunter I had a I had a the the white as a commander and then the cavalry vtol as a as a commander that's just yeah. mean <laughs> yeah well I mean it the the white and it's a tmm two but it's it's a fat light <laughs> and then the cav is just fast and hard to hit with that tmm four plus one for airborne so. I mean, Even I guess I'm not that's one that can complain. Squishy. I can't complain about how people play uh, that
3: game mode. No, no, you can't, which is yeah. why there's a new rule for it. <laughs> 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 I'm not a fan of, of picking those types of commanders. So actually, we, we played a similar thing on, on the classic side. But I, I think I'll suggest that the same is where uh, it's your top. Two uh, most costly units are automatically your commanders instead of like, I get to pick this little dude that you'll never be able to get ever, right? So That's it, fair. None of this, I get to zip around in a little tiny hover car. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> no one gets to ever shoot you. So Then my, my
0: Uzeal would have been a commander for sure because it was on the field. Um, I don't know what my other one would have been. Yeah. I don't know if I had the Zibbler that round.
4: I feel uh, Matt's still a little bitter about last LVO with Phil.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, well, that that played into it. I'll say that
4: <laughs> now, when well, you hide well, your your, your two have little infantry behind
3: giant buildings, you have to make a new rule because of it. Anyway, yeah. but beyond that, just like when I hear, you know, he was in the zippy little car, or, or he was in a VTOL that just flew, you know, around everywhere. So
1: hey, he's uh, surveying. He's, he's he's just it. circulating the battlefield.
0: I had to be so careful with that cavalry uh, helicopter because one of those massive. Uh, Jade Falcon mechs, and it was it like the the mini was actually huge. I can't remember which mech it was. It was a I think it was a ninety tonner, but it had it had flak, so I had to be really careful. Like so, like I said, it was that that was a game of maneuvering for me. It was a lot of work. Ultimately, it was it was the terrain setup that won me the game.
3: Ultimately, I think in that in in that game, it often does.
2: And Greg, how did your last three games go? Yeah. So just to clarify, too, since this was a theme for the entire weekend, not everyone is not my con. There are those of us who appreciate Malvina and
4: and uh, enjoy her well, story arc. I, I will leave it at that. Appreciated her in
1: the fact that she's That's dead or appreciated the
2: fact that she was a psychopath? Just a, a wonderful con and a kindred crazy cat person. Um, but for... Uh, One way of describing her. <laughs> For round three, um, I had a, a sort of mirror against um, another Clan at Hell's Horses player, uh, Jonathan from Florida. Um, so if that was for Hold the Line. Uh, I dropped a pair of the opponent E's, uh, the Phoenix Hawk 2C6, the Loki three, I'm sorry, the Loki D, the Hellfire 3, and a pair of Salamanders um, on the opponents. They had a pair of opponents as well, the four damage variant, a pair of R10 ICVs, a Cougar and a Summoner. Um... It, it went pretty quickly. Um, whenever the mechs popped out, they, they got heatlocked, and the vehicles just exploded to fire, particularly when, you know, if I got an, an opponent, a salamander in the rear arc while they were trying to capture one of my tokens, it was um, not a good story. Uh, so that I just about tabled them and lost one battle armor in return, um, and I believe the final score was 4-0. That might have been 4-1. Um, I, either way, it was another uh, pretty convincing win. Um, round four was, interestingly enough, um, by far the closest round of the day for me. I was playing Brett, who does not have a city of origin listed in the player sign-up, but he was running a DCMS list out of Kurita that included a Cyclops, a Warhammer 2C, a Goblin, a Zuka, a Phoenix Hawk, and a Tier Infantry Support Vehicle, and I guess there's a Kurita-specific uh, variant that he was using. For the command units... Um, so I had a Phoenix Hawk 2c6, the Man of War P, the pair of opponents, a Locust 2c4, and I went with two um, Surat Salama suits. Uh, I needed the cheaper ones to bend the points and wanted some raw damage just to finish anything off um, that needed to die um, at close range. So uh, we both picked our biggest units, so the Phoenix Hawk and the Man of War uh, were my command units, and then the Cyclops and the Warhammer 2c were his. Um, I had some good fortune in this game in the sense that, um, so if you're colorblind, check whether the templates are green or brown. Um, I'd only play with green templates for forest, and I missed that on this table they were brown for mud, and almost hurt myself really badly when we were saying up terrain, and um, taking the first couple turns when I thought I had forest uh, for some additional uh, target number protection and it didn't quite work out like that. Um, but the, the first couple of turns were really interesting, I wish we had uh, some, some photos or even video, but uh, basically it's it's probably one of the few Alpha Strike games you'll ever see where for two or three rounds uh, the two forces just hid from each other and kind of did some very careful maneuvering not to see each other and were waiting for the other person to make the first mistake. Um, so once we started to get into it, um, he had kind of drifted a tank a little bit too far out, so I lined some of my stuff up to to see it. I'm um, going to start the action off. Um, but very quickly, his mechs ended up holding a ridge in the middle of the table, um, and I just jumped my opponents and lighter stuff um, and the Phoenix Hawk into that mess. And with the heat, I was able to neutralize uh, the bigger stuff in a round or two, or at least get it to the point where it wasn't able to move very quickly or to do anything terribly interesting. Um, he did get a headshot on the Man of War. That's was the first headshot of the day. Um, the first time it took structure damage. Um, but by that point, he was pretty much down to the Goblin, the Zukov. Um, once I finished off um, his big mechs. Um, so he did get uh, the one point for killing that. Um, but I jumped the Phoenix Hawk 2C back onto the token so he couldn't pick it up. Um, and then I, I got dropped his command units and picked theirs up. So I got a 4-1 uh, win out of that round. And then for round five, I played uh, Chandler, who it looks like uh, is from California. And yeah, we, um, you know, I I thought it was a great game to play, but I saw his list and he was running some heavier, skilled up stuff and some big vehicles to for King of the Hill. Um, Big, slow vehicles is probably not what, what you want to bring into my list. So, but he... Unfortunately for him, he did not have much of a choice um, if he wanted to try and contest. Um, because as I talked about in the, in- the intro of the list, um, I have a lot of cheap heavies. So for 200 points, I got in the Phoenix Hawk 2C and a Man of War P, so two assaults. Uh, the Hellfire and the Loki, so a pair of heavies. The Phantom H, so a medium, and then one Salamander battle armor. to right around on it. Um, so like I said, two heavies, two assaults, a medium. Uh, for the size advantage... And then for Republic of the Sphere, he had a skill 3 Prefect, a uh, skill 3 Thunderbolt, a pair of Fury Command tanks, and a pair of Fox Armored cars. Um, I was able to drop a lot of hills um, on his side of the King of the Hill token, so his stuff couldn't really see into it. I uh, used stacking to get some nice line of sight blockage. Um, first turn, he kept his Foxes back just enough, um, though they weren't really contesting the objective. Um, I ran the Phantom right onto it, so I got a, a free... Um, First round score right there. Uh, for the second round, the foxes went all the way into my backfield to get behind the Loki, and they actually got a nice headshot on it. Uh, so they killed it maybe a round or two early, uh, but that put them way in the back. And he did just because of how I had put all this LOS blocking hill, um, he didn't still didn't really have a lot of stuff that could see me. Didn't have a lot of stuff that could see him necessarily. Um, I did get some heat onto the Thunderbolt and some chip damage on the Furies to start taking them down, but not not a lot of shooting. Um, and at that point, the Phoenix Hawk Two C was already there, so I had an assault and a medium uh, running around uncontested on the objective. Um, uh, I think the Thunderbolt had gotten there, but I basically it was a six to three size uh, disadvantage at that point. Uh, round three, I got the Thunderbolt after I'd been uh, got the reduced TMM from the heat. Um, continued to work on the Furies. Uh, the Prefect came into the middle as well, but he didn't really want to risk the Foxes by so putting them into the short range, so it was just the Prefect and the Furies. Um, and I was just continuing to walk my Assaults and Heavies up to the, the Token, so he couldn't get an edge there. Uh, so that brought it up to 3-0. Um, and in the fourth round, um, it was really just the Prefect and Foxes that killed off the Furies, and they, he just didn't have anything left. Um, and at that point, I... Think. Yeah. Sorry, let me verify. So yeah, I got the the sheet. Yeah, in that round he killed the the Phoenix Hawk, but I had the the Man of War, the Hellfire, and the Phantom, and he just didn't have anything left to contest that. Um, so it was a kind of like some of the other games described for that. It was a quick four uh, O in four rounds, um, but v- very heavily fought in the middle. So that, it was a nice conclusion. Um, so if you're looking to the scores, um, a couple people did get points off of me, but I, I did get the full uh, 20 out of the five rounds. Well, congratulations and a
1: victory well earned. Thank you. And I do not want to play you at Genghis Khan. <laughs> well, I just I'm, saw the list that you put it. Jesus Christ, you were a mean man. I was man. just
2: going to say, um, you know, it right here on the, the painting table, uh, so it's, it's being worked on but it is um, another pile of evil shenanigans that is from a completely different faction. It's not even clan-based, um, so maybe we'll have to talk about it in a, a month or two, but <laughs> 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 but you, you, you have fair warning, and we'll, we'll see if we meet up. <laughs> Radical heatsink systems. <laughs> well, that finishes up the AS350
1: tournaments, and now we'll go on to the classic events that were run by Matt and Ben. Ben ran the Campaign in a Day Helm, and Matt ran the Battletech Through the Ages, the Campaign in a Day Tukeyed, and the Escalation. So, uh, Matt and Ben, how did your events go? How were how your players? How did, you, how did everything go?
3: Yeah, so I'm going to let Ben roll with this since it, his was Alpha Strike, uh, so we can just kind of complete the Alpha Strike circle, as it were. Ben, you okay to talk about your event there?
4: Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So the campaign of the day, Alpha Strike version of Turning Points Helm uh, went pretty well. We had, we started off with what, I think 13 players. um, And we split those players up between myself and Metal Ed. Uh, Metal Ed ran scenario one on one table with three and three players on each side. And then I ran scenario two on a separate table with five players on one side and three players on another side. I don't know if the math works out. It's, I can't do math right now. Um, but, uh, it went pretty well. And what was supposed to happen was we were supposed to get through scenario one and scenario two at the same time ish. And then we were going to separate scenario three and do identical scenario threes on the same table. But we, we, decided we were going to test some things out and see how it worked out. So what we did was we brought over the players from Ed's table and combined them with the players on my table. And we ended up with like seven players on one side and six players on the other side. There were a lot of people around one table. Yeah, around the six-by-four map. And um, it led to a lot of slow analysis paralysis type stuff um so that was a lesson learned uh, <laughs> we we'll, we're gonna try not to do that again um the other piece was uh scenarios three four and five were all the same objective which was a breakthrough scenario um and i didn't really think about it even though i wrote the damn thing i didn't think about it until like halfway through scenario three i was like oh shit we're or, yeah, scenario three, because we split up the tables and went to four and five on separate tables. And it really just boiled down to different terrain effects for the different scenarios after that. Um, so lesson learned there. Uh, read, read what your objectives are and uh, maybe just combine all three scenarios into one. Boiled <laughs> by and, your own and, writing. I know, right? <laughs> it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. Um and then uh, the last we, – we decided to not do the last battle on Sunday. Instead, we just kind of chugged through and, and finished it off on Saturday night. So we got through all six scenarios of Turning Point in one day. So Jesus. it made for a very long day. Um, but uh,
1: So who won? It,
4: it, it, well, nobody wins. <laughs> <laughs> the story wins, that okay. nobody
1: actually wins ever
4: <laughs> no, nobody actually wins no uh i think if if you had to call declare a winner um it, the free rules league pretty much uh won i think four out of the six scenarios um i think the only one they they didn't win on the first scenario on ed's table i think they got pretty banged up and didn't weren't able to retreat any of their forces, and I think it was on my table for scenario three. They may or may not have completed it. I can't even remember, man. I. They killed Grayson, was, they, and that was the thing, man. They 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 killed off McCall in the very first scenario. They killed <laughs> off, like Grayson in two scenarios. Um, they they killed McCall's mech several more times. <laughs> they it, the, a, lot of the, a lot of the named units in that, in that turning point side. It's
1: really hard when your rifleman doesn't it's, have plot armor.
4: Yeah, I know. I And we probably should have given the Great Death a lot more edge tokens to use. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think, I mean, it, it was a long day, and you could tell by the end people were just kind of getting a little tired and and like, let's just get this over with kind of thing. Um, kind of so, how I felt last
1: year at the end of the Alpha Strike tournament.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a long day, and it, it didn't help that I I picked up something on Friday, sickness wise, and it was starting to set in on me on Saturday, and I was like freaking wasted as it was um, from sickness. <laughs> I didn't even drink. Sure, sure, sure. I drank. I drank Thursday night and maybe a little Friday, and then. I, I couldn't drink anymore. I just felt it's like because you were hanging
1: of, around with those Canadians.
4: Yeah. No, no.
1: Metal Ed, Ed brought the Great White in. North sickness.
4: Oh, uh, I don't know what he he didn't bring that. I, yeah, I it think was it's, it was it was somewhere somewhere else. I don't know who had it, but I picked probably that. the airport. So, uh, no, cool. That was me and Charles driving over the mountains to go get Matt. So it was so.
1: Charles's fault. That's what I hear. You heard it here first, folks. Charles, Charles got me tried to <laughs> contaminate Ben with biological warfare.
4: No, he didn't do that, man. He was, he was he solid. Had to, he, he had to man. try and get that win, man. He had to share our near-death experience going through the Rockies in a whiteout. <laughs> so Jesus. That was, that, was a, that was a fun... So, add, add so my, not as
1: easy a drive as you had last year?
4: Definitely not.
3: Always definitely. go south.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, but we had to go to Grand Junction to pick up Matt.
3: That's right. You gotta come get me.
4: But we had no options, so uh, yeah, it was it was it was pretty sketch. There was there was a good thirty seconds to a minute where I looked at Charles like I don't know where the roads at anymore. I I hope we're on it. <laughs> Great. Memories. There was no there was no tail lights. There was no headlights. <laughs> there was no lights. Just white. Excellent. Um, so it was fun, but uh, campaign today. The uh, yeah, there were some lessons learned. Uh, that I know I, I pushed over to the CDT guys so that they could. Kind of take that for what it was, and uh, maybe recreate that somewhere else at a different con if they wanted to. But uh, all in all, everybody I think had a good time. Um, we got gave out a lot of prizes stuff. Um, there was a quiz involved. If you answered the questions on the quiz, you know, uh, it put you in the running for a uh, EGL Iron Winds medals Marauder. Oh nice. For the the top winner. And,
3: and if you didn't get him right, then you had to get the book, right?
4: The the, the lowest the lowest score got a copy of Prize of Glory that they need to probably read to answer some of those questions.
3: Who was that, Ben? I can't remember. Who was that? Oh,
4: that would be the lovely Mr. Chandler Redlar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh Chandler doesn't know his lore. Hell, I probably would have done better on that quiz than uh, do you remember any of the questions? Let's find out if I'm better than Chandler.
4: Oh jeez, I mean, I got a copy of the quiz somewhere i'll I'll put it in the chat you can you can answer it, and I'll let you know <laughs> okay <laughs> but uh yeah I think it went well the The interesting thing about running a campaign with Alva Strike is I think you can do more stuff on the board uh you know it's been a long time since I ran a game that big uh so some of my lessons learned from way back when didn't come to the surface till after the fact and i was like oh shit i probably should have done that this time so um
1: <clears throat> well maybe we can yeah, have you run uh, run the campaign time. in a day at the uh battle for the sphere this year
4: that's a possibility we'll we'll, we'll see see where we're at i mean i got all the units and i gotta use them now
0: yeah seriously you gotta run this thing everywhere <laughs> I just don't know if he wants to be that em- emotionally and mentally taxed again. <laughs> well,
4: why don't all get sick again? <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: That doesn't help. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll just get we'll a, a copy of it and we'll have you sign it as the prize for somebody to win. Yeah,
4: there you go. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> um, yeah. But that was it, man. Um, I think everybody had a good time and uh, good feedback for everybody. It was basically just like uh, not play because we we'd play tested the scenarios, but we didn't really think about it as far as a one day event kind of thing, so it was a good test to see where it go from organizational standpoint, so that's all I got on the campaign of the day cool. well, Matt, how about your events? Uh,
3: yeah, so I'll run through the the well the three events that i that I ran over the weekend. You uh, were a busy dude, man. I was slightly busy, slightly because I was well. I ran one on Friday and then two on Saturday and then the end of one on Sunday. So yeah, it was it was just a little bit running around. Um, but Friday we had the classic BattleTech tournament and that was BattleTech through the ages. Uh, so just a brief synopsis is basically you start with the force in the in the late Succession Wars. I think it was like you had six k or six point five k. Uh, bv to build it up and you know there's a bunch of uh, restrictions it was faction and and era uh, restricted and there were some other things Um, but one of the things that we had was the scorecard wasn't just like a win-loss thing there were ways to get uh, points from a variety of different things so you could get points for basically building non-cheese builds so that was like there were different achievements and that achievement was uh, lactose intolerant (laughs) <laughs> um and uh so there were varying levels of it, like if you didn't take very many you know clan large pulse lasers or you know God's rifles or whatever it was um it basically we, it was it was a way for us not to restrict things directly but to give points for people that didn't make cheesy builds, so going the positive route rather than the negative route anyhow so With that all being said, you started with your force in the Succession Wars, and then there were four rounds played. Each round was played in a different era. You started in Succession Wars. We went to Civil War after that, and then Jihad, and then Ill Clan. Um, So you would play a different opponent on a different mat um, on all of those, and each one had different objectives. So for round one, and this was in the Succession Wars, we played... And let me pull it up here. So we played what's called Pop Goes the Weasel. This is actually just, uh, you know, some places call it cut off the head or whatnot. It's just kill the commanders. And each each side has two commanders. And they are, the first commander is the highest BV unit. The second commander is your, other than your highest unit, who's called the captain. Your lieutenant is the one with the best skills um, that is not the captain. So it's basically just go kill those two. Um, and... We had, I mean, it was a pretty good round, but the one that came away with the most points was Jesty. He came away with 19 points on that one. Um, the next round was called Death Race Relay. So we had like an objective in the middle, and you had to go kind of download data, uh, get your, you know, get your unit within so many hexes, roll to see if you get the data, and then run it back to your edge of the map. That was kind of hard, even though in Jihad, like, your units are, you know, there's there's plenty of fast units in Jihad, but, uh, yeah, people didn't, well, you know, you have, to, basically you have to roll a 7 plus to get the data, and so if you don't, if you miss on the first turn, it's really hard to, like, go back and forth with your fast units to get it all. Anyhow, that was, uh, that was an interesting one, because a, a lot of people expressed to me, like, a lot of the classic players are like, I've never played a game in my life with objectives. And these are people that have played for, like, 20 to 25 years and i was yeah you know, i was a little taken aback and i was like you've never played with objectives at all and was like,
2: no we've just played deathmatch and stuff so I, um, I really do not know how you do that i mean it 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 can be fun in its own right but at a certain point um, objectives are a core of keeping the game fresh and encouraging you to bring different things
3: yeah um i That's the thing is like this, the event was not only to like have a tournament, but also to like experience other things. So that's why we went through the different eras, right? Um, At least one of the reasons. Uh, But in that one, uh, the highest, the one with the highest points was, oh, there was a tie between. uh, No, it looks like it was Brad. So Brad coming from New Jersey had the highest with 22 points. Third round, we jumped into what was called Dr. Strangelove Rides Again. And so you have to basically... Um, it's basically domination from the Wolfnet set. Uh, but you have to control four of the five bases to transmit. Uh, because it's in the Jihad era, you're basically you're transmitting data to uh, launch nukes from a, from a spaceship uh, to blow up the enemy. So, hence the Dr. Strangelove. Um, in that one, we had... Let's see, uh, two people tie with 21 points. That was Brad again, and then Andrew. Uh, The fourth one is called Revenge is Mine, and you have to go and try and save prisoners or blow up the bases that they're in. Uh, It's kind of a, it's a weird, it's a combination. You can try and do one of these things and try and get points from it. Uh, But in that one, we had two people that tied for the highest points, and that was Jesty again and uh, David P from Phoenix so at the end of the day and this all came out it all kind of came out in the wash because of the last round at the end of the day top uh top of the list was jesty with 71 points in second place was brad with 68 and then david p was third with 67 points so uh those three were pretty close together um it was it was funny cuz the scorecard gives you gives you basically there's three sections. The first section is how you develop your force. The second section is random stuff like get a do a DFA or do a su- successful charge or things like that. And the third one is like get the objectives and things like that. But with all those they like with all those different points possible, they still came out really close together. So it was great games and we gave out different uh recognitions for other things as well so it was a really fun one really good one um well we don't have anyone here that played in that so uh the second event that i ran was well and just a note on that like to do four classic games in one day props to all the players that like survived that
1: yeah that's rough that is a lot of that's a long play time
2: uh, I'm yeah, sure we, we'll talk about it uh, later, but especially anyone who was um, spending time with the Krolls the evening before um, <laughs> doubly impressive.
3: <laughs> yeah, we didn't. I mean, we didn't go to bed. There we really, so we have
2: great. all been there.
1: It is you have to be very uh, diligent in your
3: intake. Hanging out with them. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was a long day. It was a long day. We went. It was basically a 12-hour day we did um we could have there are some things we could do to slim it down but uh it was basically each game was two and a half hours so uh that's still pretty pretty fast for classic it was and we pushed them like the especially the second mission like gets you ready to like go faster each each other round so it was good it was good the the players really responded so by the end of the day they were they were ripping through rounds um that was really good the uh the second event so uh on saturday we did the campaign in a day kid and we had um about half the players partic- half the classic players participate in that and then have to um escalation so uh with two it was basically just missions from the two manual source manual and i adapted them a little bit to kind of just the circumstances that we had where we were still trying to play within a certain time limit um, because those some of the missions aren't designed for like quick play and they have some things that we just basically instead of like having a force walk up into a city we just put them in the city things like that so um we had it was just basically comstar versus clans and the clan players were mostly ghost bear that was like throughout the whole all the classic events, mostly Ghost Bear for the clans. I think it was all Ghost Bear, um except for two. So I guess everyone loves Ghost Bear at LVO. I don't know. Interesting. Um anyhow, the the clans took two in the event. So <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, no. everything everything, all the histories were getting changed at LVO. That's what I that's what I ran into. You're
1: just forming new branches on the timeline so that <laughs> We can go into some multiverse shenanigans.
3: Exactly, exactly. Uh, but it was really fun. The players, uh, the players enjoyed it. It was uh, the campaign in a day aspect. There were two aspects to that. Between rounds, players could repair and reload. So we had like a, a very slim down like repair thing. You know, like one point for external armor in one section, two points for internal things like that. So it's pretty, pretty basic and made it quick. And they had different um, the the so the damage didn't go away between rounds. Um, and then they had like different uh, BV limits for each round. So it was cool. a little bit of pick and choose and then repair. So yeah, it was fun. Uh, the third event was Battletech Escalation. And this was kind of like my like mad scientist, like semi grand scheme type of thing where we started off and, and Greg participated in this one. So he can, he'll, he'll be able to tell you a little bit about what he He liked about it or not um but i'll just kind of run through what it was so it was basically you start off with two rounds of solaris battles and you start off with your first round was just one unit your second round was two units and those solaris battles were were pretty crazy pretty fun and then after that you moved up to uh play just kind of normal classic battle tech uh for two rounds and then the last two rounds were Alpha Strike. And, in, and each one was in a different era. So we went all the way from Succession Wars all the way up to Eel Clan. Uh, that's six, six different eras. And in each one, you got incrementally more units and BV slash PV. So it kind of built up, hence the Escalation. Uh, Greg, what did you think of Escalation? You can, yeah, whatever, whatever you want to yeah, say. Yeah,
2: so about it. I, I believe um, you were in... Well, I think we just did Alpha Strike for that one. That was the um, escalation event at uh, Tacticon, so that that wasn't quite yeah. the multi format, but um, it was a preview of the, the concept of we're going to have several rounds, and each round you're going to build up a little bit, and we're, we are going to advance the timeline. Yeah. Um I think it, it is a very different approach forced on the player to what I'm going to bring, um, particularly because you really have to almost backward engin- engineer the list. So instead of going well I want to start with X you have to say to yourself no I want to finish with Y um, and knowing what I want to finish with how do I try and force it back into what my faction had continuous access um, well, yeah because to.
3: that's I didn't mention that but you had to keep all of your previous eras chassis at least you could do different variants and stuff and different pilots but you had to keep the same chassis um, so yeah like like Greg is saying you kind of have to reverse engineer it for a lot of it
2: yeah so but, I yeah go ahead yeah, so I, I kind of started with the Alpha Strike list and, like, this is what I want to bring, knowing that these special rules, um, specifically, I, I will say, precision ammo are in effect. And knowing that that is the case, how do I reverse engineer that back to the starting point? That's a pretty interesting way, way to approach that? the list building.
3: Yeah. I mean, for where you have that particular restriction, it kind of it made it easier because if you had things go extinct. That kind of made it difficult for you to kind of like have what you wanted in the end.
2: Um, but what what did you think about like the event in total, Greg? Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoyed it when you ran a Tacticon and I really enjoyed it here as well. Particularly, I, I did like adding the multi uh, format, um, so you had to play between different ways. Um, I, I'll just give a brief rundown of what I ended up looking uh, for like me. Um, For the first round, which was Solaris 1v1, um, I took a longbow from, it's an odd variant, the OW2 from the rec guides that is nothing but LRMs. Um, I played uh, Jeremy, um, who's the person from the Denver area, um, who had an atlas, and we did a little bit of turret tech, and I got an ammo explosion on him first, Um, won the match off of that, sending my uh, 50 LRMs in each turn or every turn or two to manage heat. Um, After that, I added a Rifleman um, for the... So that was Succession Wars, and then the second round um, was Clan Invasion. Picked up a a Rifleman 5M, uh, switched the Longbow around to the the very nasty. Um, And it's part of what makes it interesting is you have to really go through Sarna or whatever your source documents you're looking through are and learn all of these variants in both formats um, and and what their loadouts are and what you want to do. Uh, So the 7-V has a bunch of missiles, two LRM-20s with Artemis and five medium pulse lasers, which is a fairly nasty surprise um, in a Solaris setting. Yeah, especially Um, in that that (laughs) closed-in environment, right? (laughs) Yeah, because we we were playing on a map that had level 2 buildings basically blocking the whole way. Um, You could either—my opponent chose to charge through the buildings, um, which resulted in me destroying the buildings and him falling into basements a couple of (laughs) times— Uh, since that was easier than trying to actually hurt him, uh, particularly... So one of the Matt had decks of cards for the Solaris rounds that you would deal out to each mech um, for different effects. And we had a couple of rounds where the turrets in our arena just went nuts. Uh, one of them critted his uh, Wolverine's head for um, double sensor hits. Um, so it, was, <laughs> oh, it that, wasn't that's dead. has got to be bad but, feels. <laughs> But it was a little bit out of the fight, um, then you also had an Orion uh that I eventually basically killed by falling to a building and then but it, it was a very close game. I think on one of my sides, I had one or two points of internal structure left on the XL there um and my rifleman was mostly combat and effective line prone um it it was not a good time, but I just barely pulled that one out in the end with uh the towers doing me some big favors um for Round three, one um, from Solaris to you had four units for Classic Battletech. Um, that one I played Jeremy again. That was a, a, a cash supply, grab the supplies from Center of the Table mission. Um, for that one, I, I added a Grasshopper and an Avatar because I wanted I anyway, wanted to add in C3 later. Um, the Avatar does have a, a cheap, so to me, decent uh, C3 Master variant. But unfortunately for me, the mission was grab things from the middle of the table and get back quickly. Um, and his list had grown to include a, a wraith and a phoenix hawk. Uh, so we we did fight out to time uh, to a draw, um, which was <laughs> better than I was expecting to do after the first few rounds. <laughs> yeah, some of the missions, like you know,
3: if you had brought a, a somewhat of a specialized list. It'd be more difficult uh, if you didn't have like at least one or two units that kind of had, you know, we either fast or were are chunky or something like that. So,
2: yeah, I, I really needed to work in a locust earlier than than alpha, but uh, yeah. lessons learned. I, I had to do. So I mean, that's part of the challenges you're list building in different formats. Um, so I had a draw there, and then in round four, um, I switched everything over to a C three network. So the avatar was the master. Um, and then I had the Rifleman 6D, which is a variant with light auto cannons and C-3 Slave and the Longbow. Um, there's an NAIS variant that is six uh, light auto cannons, which can be a nasty surprise with the C-3 network. Um, and then the Grasshopper, um, there's a 6K variant that the Federated Suns had access to as well. Um, that's a bunch of medium pulse lasers and some other weapons. And then the fifth unit I added was a Demolisher because... There's not enough ammo to use precision, but it's a pair of AC-20 hole punchers for less than 1,000 BB. Um, But I I was playing uh, Jesty, who you would maybe recognize him from, uh, he maybe posted on Discord, but he has a Stooping Hawk tattoo and is very dedicated to it. Um, And he had brought a list that included the Dasher H um, and some other very fast things. And the, the mission objective was get to your opponent's side of the table and destroy some buildings um so as you hear me talk about a dash age and him being much faster and then i have a demolisher and some slow stuff um it was not a great game uh for me i did eventually table him but it, he was able to kill all my stuff pretty quickly uh so he got that game um so that, that was the first day and then the alpha strike rounds were on sunday um so i, I played phil on the fifth game which was kind of a modified. Uh, hybrid of bunkers and domination Um,
3: it was basically like domination but to access the middle one you had to like basically have a unit on one that you already controlled to like push the button to open the door or whatever it was so it was a little bit different but not too much different
2: that one I added some infiltrator infantry um, and a skill skill 3 Saladin because it's AC2 there's precision ammo and it's pretty hard to miss at that point (laughs) So unfortunately, no, for-
3: oh, no, you're <laughs> going to talk about that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So it wasn't a Phil played it close for the first couple rounds, but um he was relying a little bit more on, on speed um, other than a few heavier things. And they, they didn't survive too well walking across the field, just on account of me having the C3 network, So I could kind of zoom in and focus on something that I really uh needed to. Um, and then the the Locust, um, I was running the 5W2, so the fast C3 variant. Um, it's just really hard to not focus on it, which results in it running around the table and drawing all of your stuff away from where you want it to be. Um, and then kind of a, a similar, basically the same list in the last round, other than I added another Demolisher tank. Matt said you could have two if it was not a mech. Um, So in Alpha Strike, they're a 27.440 autocannon 440, which is um, pretty nasty with uh, precision ammo. And then I added a fox-armored car as well, uh, just to get some more counter-ECM if I needed to protect anything. Um, And that mission, um, you kind of had to walk your forces up. You couldn't sit in the back. It was to the death, but... Each round, there was an artillery curtain that advanced two inches and would automatically hit you for two damage if you were in it. Um, so my my opponent in that round um, was the same gentleman from round two. Um, and unfortunately, I, it might have been Brad, but the, na- the name's kind of slipping on me at the moment. But um, he had brought some heavier tanks, think like Athena's, and they, they just didn't like not being able to stand still. Um, so that worked <laughs> against him pretty heavily. Um, and then the fast, he had a mix of that stuff that wanted to stand still and couldn't. And then, um, one of like the jump force spiders, um, um, a Griffin or Wolverine that, that jumped really far and fast as the Wolverine, sorry. And, and a couple other things like that, um, that were relying on high TMM and they did not like, uh, C3 network for range plus the precision.
3: Yeah. I could see that. Um, yeah, the, uh. The alternate ammo definitely, definitely helped your list there. And uh, so Greg kind of pulled off the most wins in in Battletech Escalation as well. So it wasn't necessarily a tournament, but he had the most wins overall. Um, so de- yes. Greg's kind of the double winner.
2: <laughs> for, for the weekend, it ended up, for me being, so you think about the formats... Um, it was seven zero in Alpha Strike, so at least for that weekend, had that nailed down. Two uh, zero <laughs> yeah. in Solaris, and then zero one one in classics so, uh, that's right. We we'll have to work on next.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it was a, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, I mean doing the whole thing at once. That was uh, that was the first time it's been done at a con. So. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty interesting. Uh, I think uh, some things learned as well, but uh, we'll probably we'll probably do this again at some point, um, maybe next Elvio. We'll see. So overall, uh, on the classic and then the the battle tick escalation, really fun times. The players really had a lot of fun. A uh, lot of people that I've never met before. So um, it was really good. Uh, and that's the report from my end of things at Elvio well XPD. great the uh
1: it sounds like everybody had a really great time at least with the games but now on to the more important parts and the hangover generating festival of after parties that is lvo usually brought low by the brothers crawl who typically are the instigators of such after parties so what did you guys do where did you guys go who did you hang out with
0: uh, i say I actually drank way less this time than I did last time. <laughs> because? Well, it's not because I brought the wife with me uh, because we both, like, we, we came to have a good time. I missed the Thursday night hangout, which is the big hangout, because I had to return a rental car. The way Vegas has their rental car, like, whole situation, it's a mess. Uh, like, you have to get bused from the airport to this rental car building, and then I had to wait in line forever for it. Like, we rented the car for just one day so we could go down to Death Valley. And by the time we got back, and then I did register, or like early registration, uh, picking up the badge, I ha- had to take the car in. And by the time I finally got back, like it was already winding down. So I missed the Thursday night, uh, party. I think I drank the most on Saturday. I drank a little bit, of course, Friday night, myself and a few others, with the wife, Charles, Metal Ed, and Phil Faz and his wife, we went to Momofuku at the Cosmopolitan and had some really awesome food over there. That's probably some of the best, the best pork I ever had. It's like an Asian style pork. It was amazing. Uh, did some drinking over there, came back, did some more drinking. I think Friday night, I just I think was it. Yeah, it was Friday night. I ended up hanging out in their room for a little bit. Yeah, the the curls room was the,
3: the kind of the hangouts. The hub. Yeah.
0: yeah. And then Saturday, I was drinking all day on the floor. I grabbed the weekend Alpha Strike uh, ticket, but I only played Friday. I think for the future, I'll just get a Friday ticket and just hang out Saturday. Do some like player interviews like I did this time. Maybe a little bit better next time. Maybe do some play-by-play We with a better microphone. I was just recording straight on the iPad. (laughs) Uh, It still turned out pretty good. Yeah, uh, Coach saw me drinking at 10 a.m., on the floor, and he just started laughing. I was like, "Dude, I saw you drinking all day yesterday down here while we were playing. Like, who are, who are you to judge? <laughs> we're in Vegas. We're having a good time. But uh, I drank way less Saturday. Me and the wife went to Hell's Kitchen. That was amazing.
1: Yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, isn't like, it worth she, the money? It's stupid expensive, but it's so well, good.
0: We, I mean, I went in there anticipating to spend three hundred dollars a head, and we spent three hundred total. Oh, which is still expensive. Don't get me wrong uh but fuck was that food amazing and i
1: mean it it it's, it was one of the top 5 meals i've ever had
0: oh easily like i got i got the fillet she got the uh the beef wellington the apps were good the desserts were good and it's one of those like top tier restaurants where you order everything up front mm-hmm. and also, their timing on bringing the food out oh yeah spot on like i had enough time to let it settle and then boom next meal um and because the portions are smaller I'm not stuffed after I don't know, man. The, know, the, those the beef
1: are still, that's still a, a pretty filling meal.
0: Oh, man. It was so good. So good. But yeah, next year, so as we were leaving, as the taxi was taking us back to the airport, I noticed uh, there's a Hofbrauhaus German restaurant. So next year for, was it Friday night? Either Friday night or Saturday night, we're going to have to round up some people and go get some German food. And German, but you beer, gonna go have lecture? a great time. I'm gonna try. Fly down from Alaska, yes, yes, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna try. Uh, and I think the wife's gonna come with me every year from now on, too. So hopefully, right. she doesn't get sick next year. She got sick halfway through, like Ben did. I think it's just, I honestly think it's just because there's so many people, you know. Well, we all know what happened to me last year, so I would agree, yeah. So, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, that was that was my hangouts, Ben, Matt,
3: yeah. We, uh, when we, me Matt just hung out with each another. other i know ben, ben and i just like homie to around the old men hung out together grumble, yeah.
1: grumbling about good old days past
3: get off just my lawn crying on our shoulders yeah it no. was uh
2: drinking your I whiskey think, uh, it, kids i think will, i saw them over in the Krolls as well at least yeah uh, greg greg
3: witnessed us out out and about i don't know it just went by so fast for me so whenever i mean we all of Friday was like till nine o'clock was nine. I mean, was, was game time. And then Saturday and Sunday were still busy for me. So
4: each night, yeah, it I was can only controls. imagine you were
3: just beat up after that day,
1: just mentally exhausted.
4: Well, it, it didn't help. I mean, you know, we, we drove in, me and Charles left <laughs> Denver at 4am and picked up Matt at like nine. Cause we got stuck in the mountains a little bit. And then, um, by the time we got to Vegas, it was like 4.30 in the afternoon, I think. Yeah, so something like that. We got there. We were there like there and running we around, setting yeah. up shit. And and then it was like, hey, swing by the Krolls room. And so we went over there. And by the time we left there, it was like one in the morning. We had to get up early, get down to the gaming hall and set up shit, more shit. and <laughs>
1: you, you know what? That's the reason shit. I've decided. I'm, I'm going to fly to Gen Con. I'm not driving. That is too long of a drive.
4: Well, yeah. Dude, that do you ship all your stuff? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm going to take this moment to give uh, to give Chandler o Eden some shade. I came down as you guys were setting up before I took the rental car in on, uh, on Thursday. Chandler's down there helping set up. And I was like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, hey, who are you again? I'm like, are you kidding me, dude? We've been playing MechWord online every night on like every friday for the last two months you don't recognize That's my voice hilarious. i've always got the stream going on my camera so like <laughs> mad shade do <to> you chandler
1: <laughs> well if we're gonna throw shade at chandler chandler you should know on the BattleTech campaign for a day quiz i scored 14 out of 15 points so <laughs> and i answered it in about two minutes
2: well I think that, that was I, the average. They avenged thank, all these thank petty folks you. To Chandler. For you.
3: <laughs> Chandler did a great job helping us out. Uh, get ready for the office strike thing.
4: His, so, his mind was elsewhere when that was yeah, happening.
3: <laughs> exactly. Uh, Greg got to hang out with, uh, with ourselves and the Cruels and some of the crew. So he got to experience some of
2: LVO at, at its finest. Maybe. Yeah, even um, you know, with that altitude advantage, I really do not know how people keep up with them, particularly how late they were. Uh, you. <laughs> you guys obviously (laughs) brute wasn't there this year was he no no
1: no. yeah you want to talk about a man who can throw back that man is a a well
0: (laughs) (laughs) a well hydrated machine
3: (laughs) yes
1: yes (laughs) last year was uh, that he is he is a partier
3: well i will i will say you know we uh good time was had by all at lvo from all the people that i've talked to I, we I kind of did like a survey afterwards and a lot of uh you know just everyone really grateful and and most people planning on coming back next year um and i think we've got a lot of uh kind of good recommendations on how to improve things how to improve the kind of the social side of things as well and so we're we're looking for I mean, we had like the catalyst booth. We even had a catalyst booth this time. Um, but we're looking to even improve like the kind of the connection between us and the catalyst booth and things like that. So I think you know LVO was fun. Uh, we're we're looking to have even a better time next
2: year.
1: So well, that leads yeah. us into our our last topic for LVO. Which was overall thoughts and would you go back next year? Greg, go first.
2: All right. Um, yes, I, I will certainly be planning on going again next year. Um, I have actually been to LVO once before, but it was on the forty k champ side, um, and to me, that that's the kind of thing you do once to experience it, and then uh, unless you really, really love that style of like a six eight round Swiss grind over multiple days for multiple hours at a time it, it it is just so much if you are not seriously in competition to win um so I, i'm not sure i would do that again but i really did enjoy um the variety of the events and and the timing of the events um, what you're able to get in so um absolutely would want to do that again don't ask ben he's still bitter about the drives
3: about <laughs> <laughs> the
4: what the but drive the drives. <laughs> oh well you know it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's only yeah, the, 200 bucks to fly frontier yeah but how oh. much how much is it gonna cost to ship all that crap out there Yeah, we had to haul Well, that's everything. true we had to take all the train from you and my don't
1: even and try and put me. that on me you guys asked me for that that's on well, you
4: where else are we gonna get it <laughs> buy it when we get there <laughs> you could have shipped it yeah. oh, and man. how much is that gonna cost yeah Compared to a plane ticket, are we talking <laughs>
1: efficiency? Oh, well,
4: you, what are you talking about? You
1: could have definitely just put it underneath the plane. Well,
4: you're a, a vet. Yeah, Boston, vet.
3: Huh?
1: No, you're a vet. You get two free bags at Frontier. Anyhow, okay. But so but what? are <laughs> so
4: my clothes? Never mind.
5: Did you enjoy yourself. I had nothing.
4: <laughs> yeah, it was a good time, man. It was my second LVO, so it's you know, you know, it's it's, it's Vegas. You know, I yeah. I try not to. Not to get too deep into Vegas stuff because it's just, yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm going to try and go to LVO next year, but it's going to come up pretty close to Gen Con. So we'll see what the finances look
4: like. Yeah. I mean, the tournament's fun. The, the gameplay is fun stuff like that. But I would you go for the people. Yeah. You go to hang out with people and meet new people. You know, there's a lot of folks that showed up for the first time that we got to chat with and hang out with. And so it was a good time, you know, um, from a you know, LVO perspective. Try and do we
1: could look at getting in with the Rocky mountain open and run, yeah, a, run an Alpha strike tournament yeah. there. And then we'll here in Denver.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We'll discuss that. Later.
4: Yeah. <laughs> we have that's some all, yeah. That's There's, a whole yeah. lot of ball of wax. Yep. yep.
0: <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it again. Uh, mainly just like, like you said, just hanging out with everybody. I, I didn't build a list to win. I built a list to have fun and try new stuff. Um, me and the wife had fun. We're probably going to go for together from now on, um, sample all kinds of other different other food and just hang out with everybody. So that's why I go. That's why I plan on going in the future. Plus, well, it's great, you know on the western side of the states. So <laughs> I, should get, I should be able to go from Anchorage to SeaTac and SeaTac to Vegas pretty easily. dude, so. hey, man,
1: I'll bet they have direct flights to Vegas. Uh, I'm not 100% sure.
3: We did I'll have, have to look one on it. player from from Alaska. Uh, well, no, actually, he wasn't playing, but he, he came by and he <laughs> wanted to know more about BattleTech, and he was from some layer like out in the sticks in Alaska.
0: So. I'll have to get tied in with that guy. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up our
1: main metal. And uh, for brevity's sake, this month there will be no Intel report. Or uh, yet. where am I?
3: Oh no, there's a, there's a drink of the month. Ben has the, it right there.
1: <laughs> no, I was going to say the, uh, the battle report. Oh, okay. So anyway, so there'll that's be no... because you don't want to do it. That's Mike's <laughs> thing. <laughs> intel <laughs> reports me that I don't want to do. Because I, I, know. I am you the lore guy, the and I feel like <laughs> I'm doing a disservice to the lore by just reading a freaking Sarned entry. <laughs> so
4: Yeah, put your own take on it, man.
1: My own take is Battletech is awesome. Big stompy robots go pew, 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 pew and blow stuff up. All right, so that does bring us to Ben's Drink of the Month. Take it away, Ben.
4: Hey, all This is Ben here, your Battletech Master Spirits. Get your mixers, liquors, shakers, stirrers, and strainers ready as we cover this month's Battletech Drink of the Month. All right, this month's Drink of the Month is water. Drink water. (laughs) Drink a lot of water. Quality H2O. Does yeah. Mean drink that, water. Uh,
2: the, the Sarna concoctions got too unpalatable to continue, or you just need
4: no, to break? No, a, <laughs> a break this month after, after Vegas. Too many Sardine fun.
2: shooters. I mean, it
4: was, I mean, I spent I spent all day Saturday and Sunday just drinking water at Vegas and most of Friday because yeah, it felt like crap. So um, drink water, fellas and ladies <laughs> and everybody. Drink water. It's, True it does words. your body good. <laughs> True words. <laughs> that's, that's your drink of the month.
1: <laughs> All right. For return and report outside of LVO, did anybody have a chance to get anything in between uh, our last episode and this episode?
4: No. Uh, I got a game in with up at Westminster at Hobbytown the weekend before Vegas. Um, me, uh, me, Braden, Josh, and John threw down about 500 points aside and battled, a, did a little headhunter game. So that was pretty good.
1: Nice. Uh, for me, all I've gotten done is uh, putting a bunch of metal minis together and starting to paint them. I haven't had a chance with work to go out and actually play. But it's also only been like three weeks since our last recording, so. (laughs) And I think that's it for Return and Report. Everybody's just kind of shaking their heads in the screen. (laughs) All right, so that takes us into our upcoming action. And like we touched on last month, Genghis Khan is just around the corner, and that is coming up on February 15th to the 18th in Denver, Colorado. And it will be at the...
3: It's at the Aurora. What's the what's the hotel? It's the Hilton. It's the it's the, it's the,
1: the Aurora Miami Hyatt Hill. Convention Center. Oh, Hyatt. Oh, there we go. And uh, for what we will be having for BattleTech is a few more events were added. Uh, oh. When we talked last time, there were only I believe four events. There were four, three of the Outworld Wastes being hosted by Jeremy, and the Alpha Strike tournament. Now we have six Outworld Wastes events, a Battletech brouhaha, which I believe is just a melee event. I haven't had a chance to look into it too deeply yet. And then there is just a general Battletech event. Uh, They're happening all across the weekend on Friday, Saturday, and a couple on Sunday. Uh, Those extra events were added so that there were going to be opportunities for folks to get into the Outworld Wastes, which as of three weeks ago, had all sold out. But now there are plenty of tickets available for the Alpha Strike 350 tournament. We have 11 spots left open, so if you're really considering coming out to Genghis Khan, please do. Uh, We will be running the new errata from Wolfnet, so take that into consideration. Shoot us the, uh, the lists on the Valhalla Club email, and we'll get them validated and get them ready. Uh, there is a slight typo on the rules packet versus the actual event posting. One says to submit your list two weeks prior. The other says the 14th, which is the day before the event. I am fine with that. I will validate your list. Just don't send it to me at midnight because then I'm gonna have to check it first thing in the morning. And if it's wrong or you have to make changes, it's going to be a bad, bad time for everybody. So please send me your lists early. I will check them. Uh, When you get the email back, it's going to say Mike because Mike made the email address, but it is one of us that is going to be uh, responding to you. Uh, We look forward to seeing everybody out there. It's going to be a great time. It was last year. Uh, Come out and have a good time and play some Battletech, meet some new people. It's one of the few local cons that we have here in Denver, and it is a good time. So we will look look forward to seeing all of you and that is the upcoming events for february and straight from the front lines of lvo we have our reporter who knows the most is the most and talks to people the most mike sage interviewing the lvo contestants on the ground take it away mike
5: Reactor online. Sensors online. Weapons systems online. All systems nominal.
0: Okay. I don't know how good the audio quality is. Okay. Because right. it's on an iPad. Yes, <laughs> it's loud right. as shit in here.
3: Yeah, it is. There's a lot of background noise. Yeah.
0: Alright, so uh, what's what's your name and or call sign? Uh, Brett. Brett? Yeah. Brent or Brett? Brett. N- no, no N, yeah. Okay, Brett. So what's your favorite faction? Uh, House Curita. House Curita, ooh! Why is House Curita your favorite faction? Um, I uh, I like their their sense of honor, okay. And,
3: but then how Theodore Curita like transformed them into being able to fight uh, in a more open way as well.
0: Okay, I respect that. And what has been your favorite moment so far from Las Vegas Open? Um, gosh. Headshotting a uh, a man of war, I think. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Was, was it a, was it a brand new like no, super I,
2: fresh? I wish it had been, but unfortunately it was
0: not. A headshot's a headshot.
2: Yeah, exactly.
0: I had I had one uh, this week as well, and I think it's my first headshot in like a year, so like it feels super good. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah.
3: And and I was losing badly, and I, I still ended up losing. So <laughs> it was it was like the best moment of a that headshot game. Is and, a headshot exactly?
0: All right. Well, hell yeah, Brett. Uh, thanks for the interview. Yeah, thank you. All right. Alrighty, what is your name or callsign?
1: Name's Sam. Callsign is Hanger
4: Queen.
0: Alrighty, what is your favorite faction? Uh, Magistracy of Canopus. Ooh, first of the night so far. What is your favorite <laughs> moment thus far
3: from LVO? Uh, so far, probably doubles tourney. We did a, uh, a test of
2: the uh, new of uh, Wolfnet's new hot drop scenario. Uh,
3: the hot
0: drop looks very intriguing.
2: It was crazy. Um, I never
3: played
0: anything like that before it's rad hell yes well thanks for coming out and we'll see you next time because uh, this, you were here last year yeah and this year yeah and you were at Gen Con also
3: yep Adepticon and Gen Con and this one
0: so anyone going to any future uh, 350 tournaments are as likely to see Sam so yeah <laughs> alright well thanks for coming out thanks for hanging out and thanks for answering our questions yeah thanks man Thank you.
5: Nav point alpha reached.
0: Alright, what is your name and or call sign? My name is Rob Carpenter. My favorite faction is currently Jade Falcon. Jade Falcons. Jade
2: Falcons.
0: What is your favorite moment from LVO 2024? It would have to be my final game of the tournament yesterday, where it came down to only one pip left on everything on the uh, on the table. And it was King of the Hill, and it came down to the last second of the last turn. It was amazing. That's how King of the Hill is supposed to go down. If King of the Hill lasts five or more turns, uh, you didn't do King of the Hill right. Oh, we were King of the Hill in heart. Absolutely. Hell, yes. All right. Well, thanks for your uh, story and interview. Thanks. My pleasure. I love you guys on the podcast. Thanks, brother. Alrighty, what is your name and or call sign? My uh, call sign's Pi Guy. Alright, what's your favorite faction? The Honorable House Steiner. Steiner, yeah. Yeah. What is your favorite moment thus far from LVO?
3: I had a moment where during the tournament came down to the wire between uh, two units in a headhunter match.
2: No one was getting to the tokens. Uh, It was just back and forth slugging match. I brought a Mackie, first generation, and he just was a meat brick
4: that survived to the end and gave me the victory.
0: Outstanding. Uh, Lyron's bringing in a Mackie to a fight. That's uh, that's on brand. Yeah, typical, huh? And it works? Yeah. It's almost like it's a meme for a reason. <laughs> All right, thanks, brother.
5: Yep. Point Beta, reached.
0: My name's Andrew. Uh, the character I play is Merit Leff. All right, uh, what's your favorite faction? Favorite faction uh, is Free uh, Rush, Republic, or Ghost Bear. Okay. So the Dominion. Respect. And what is your favorite moment thus far from the Las Vegas Open?
2: Favorite moment was when uh, yesterday when we were playing, I chose a C3. I never used it before. I was the only guy, and...
0: Completely wipes the entire team. No one brought ECM. No one brought ECM. Oh, a, a full C three launch, and yeah. Just don't forget your one, ECM, folks. Off. Don't forget your ECM, folks. ECM, AMS, all of those things—they're extremely important.
4: <laughs>
0: uh, especially when they're face uh, when, when it would benefit you. All right. Well, and what was your name again? Uh, Andrew. Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. All right, we are back with... Uh, with his merit. Call signs merit. And he says, we've got a highlight update. What's the new highlight? All
2: right, so there I was. A lance of dishonored jade falcons, battle Two Kid, yep. entered the city, because it was deserted. Ambushed by the filthy Com guard. During the battle, Shadowhawk outflanked my rifle in the 2C. Luckily, I had initiative. As I jumped back and over the Shadowhawk, okay. headshot. Win internal, boxcars on the critical hit, pilot's dead. Fuck that pilot. Heck yeah, that's what you get, Calm Guard. <laughs> Fuck them,
0: Calm Guards. Dude, hell yeah. Uh, boxcars for days out here at LVO. Uh, I had one set. It seems like everybody has had at least one pair of boxcars for headshots. Who doesn't like headshots?
2: Uh, that was my first and only so far.
0: Dude, outstanding. Well, here's to more headshots to you, good sir. Because, uh, what, you're halfway through the scenario so far? About halfway through, Comstar still has the upper hand. We'll see after this after this round. Kill more Comguard pilots. <laughs> Alrighty. Alrighty, All uh, what's your name and call sign? Uh, Kyle Kurtz, Pirate. Alrighty, what is your favorite faction? Uh Torian Concordat. Okay. Ooh, this first Torian of the day. What's your favorite moment from LVO twenty twenty four thus far? Okay. Uh I got the award for uh taking the worst mechs possible. Worst mechs possible? Uh, what what were those mechs, might uh, I ask? Warhammer, uh Shadowhawk, you know. Real garbage stuff. Well, depending on who you yeah, ask, yeah, those yeah. are classics and not garbage. Classics, true, but when you're <laughs> Ilk Clan and you're running those. Oh, Ilk Clan <laughs> era, there it is. <laughs> uh, Alrighty, uh, well, have you had a good time? Yeah, I love it. I awesome. Uh, well, thanks, brother.
5: Nav Point Delta reached.
0: Alright, what is your name or call sign? Hi, my name's Chandler. And what is your favorite faction, Chandler? Uh, my favorite faction is probably going to have to be the Free Worlds League. Free Worlds League. What's your favorite moment from the Las Vegas Open 2024? Uh, my favorite moment from LVO 2024 would have to be when I immobilized three of uh, Ed Stevens' vehicles in one uh, game. Because, you know, you can't have fun times. Metal Ed immobilized. Immobilized Metal Ed. Yep. Hell what yes. All right. Hell yeah. All right. All right. All right. Next time. Next time.
5: Nav Point Epsilon reached.
0: Alright, what is your name and call sign? Hey, I'm Steve. Alright, Steve, what is your favorite faction? I've been playing Jade Falcons.
4: Ooh. I know, I know,
0: I know. Uh, John's going to love that one. Uh, (laughs) uh, What is your favorite moment in LVO thus far? So
1: it had to be yesterday during the last game of the Alpha Strike 350 tournament. Okay. Just by happenstance, I paired against the other Jade Falcon player. Oh, the claw? And we agreed that we would put all the terrain to the side of the board and meet in the middle with no terrain in a battle of honor.
0: Such honor.
1: And the game the game ended. (laughs) The game ended with all of my mechs destroyed and his last mech had a single point of structure remaining. Game to him one point remaining. It was amazing.
0: Hey, that's how King of the Hill is supposed to be done. It was
1: absolutely an epic end to a five-game tournament.
0: If if a Wolfnet-King of the Hill game lasts longer than four to five rounds, uh, you did it wrong.
1: I feel like that's correct. Um, You just go for it. That's 100% right, especially if if it's an honor duel. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Uh, Are we anticipating to see you next year? You bet. Outstanding. All right, take care, man. See you next year. All right.
5: Thanks. Point Gamma reached.
0: All right, what's your name and or call sign? Phil Abramowitz. All right, Phil, what is your favorite faction? Free Worlds League. Outstanding. What was your favorite moment thus far from Las Vegas Open 2024?
3: It was during 350 when I played Bourbon
4: from the Valhalla Club, here.
3: and I rolled so many crits on him, kept waving my Charlie dice, but he, he died pretty quickly, and he was very upset about it.
0: You know, the loser always tries to find something to blame, and that sounds like Ben. You can't just blame the dice, Ben. Sometimes you just suck.
5: <laughs> Nav Point Zeta, reached.
0: Alrighty. Uh, what what's your name or call sign? Hey, I'm Metal Ed Stevens. All right, what's your favorite faction? Uh, I'm a
3: mercenary at heart, so all my painted minis are mercenary companies. I love playing them in the uh, Ill Clan.
0: Oh, Ill Clan. Any specific mercenary uh, company? I made my own mercenary company. uh, Battle Axe Company, it's a combined arms
1: company that sells sells itself to uh, other factions
0: that have too many mechs and not enough tanks. Sounds like they need some dice with axes on the sixes. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite moment from the Las Vegas Open 2024? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with when Gideon handed me the war criminal certificate. Ooh. So over f- you were the mass, mar- you were the serial killer this year.
3: Yeah. So over five rounds of battle, I played against a thousand points worth of uh, enemy
0: units, and I left 120 on the table. I destroyed 880. That's disgusting, and I love it. I have problems. (laughs) Thanks, brother. Thank you.
5: Target destroyed. Mission objectives complete.
1: Great job, Mike. Stay safe out there. Don't get shot on the battlefield. All right, so that wraps it up for this episode of... Colorado goes for gold at LVO. And a big thank you to Greg for joining us tonight. Uh, He is our local champ, and if you want to take on the champ and try and take down the champ, come to Genghis Khan. He will be playing in the AS350 tournament. If there's an odd number of players, so will I. And uh, next we have shout-outs. So, Mike, do you want to start us off with uh, your shout-outs?
0: uh yeah i'm just gonna shout out once again everyone i played brett b from charlie company cider company rob the claw lucas d travis and o'doyle rules big thanks to all you guys and everyone that came out i had a lot of fun and i know i gave you shade earlier chandler but thanks for the invite to dinner on friday uh we had a a great time and man that food was so good uh that's that's my shout outs all
3: right we'll go with uh matt next yeah, I uh, especially want to shout out uh, Ben, who just happens to be here today, uh, as well as Charles. Uh, our, you know, we we like to spend a lot of time in a car together, and it always is fun. We get to chatting about different things, and it's a great time. And yo, we just uh, it, was, it was a good time. And and plus Ben, you know, took on, I don't know if he would would have done it had he known the the, uh, the work it would entail. But he took on Campaign on a Day, um, and I'm very appreciative. Ben, you did a great job. Um, Charles helped out with everything over the weekend, uh, as well as uh, Metal Ed. He helped out with a lot of stuff, including the Campaign on a Day Helm, but also just kind of general organization and getting everything set up, uh, both. Andrew and Coach from the Wolfnet crew—they did a great job with the 350, but also they're just—they're just great guys to be around, and and uh, they're yeah, you know, it's always a fun time with the uh, the cruel brothers, uh, the cruel crew. Uh, also Bryn for helping helping us have a, a Catalyst presence there. He he was working the uh, Catalyst booth in the booth area, so it was really cool to go over and talk to him, meet him, and and uh, just just grateful that they were able to be there. Uh, finally just all the players that came out to lvo you know i i was in charge of organizing things uh but nothing like nothing is cool and become something unless players show up uh so a lot of players that i didn't know and got to know and it was really cool you know to meet players that have played for years and years or players that were just starting playing um people from the the squad marks crew from southern california the phoenix crew um you know, people I already knew and and all sorts of people. So it was just fantastic to meet all these people and see such a great player community. So to everyone that came, thank you very much. And that's it for this week. All right, Ben, who are you shot now?
4: Um obviously Matt for a well run over Leo. Um he put a lot of blood, sweat and tears into that thing, get it all sorted out. So I think it went well and and a, a large part of it was due to Matt. Uh so well done on, on that end. Um and a last and final for metal ed i'm not shouting you out anymore for at least another podcast ed so um this is all you get for your assistance on campaign in a day um my opponents in the 350 uh dirty doyle and his boys um stay out of the fuck shack uh justin paulo phil faz and of course charles Gideon as per sop at the tournaments uh all my opponents big shout out to you guys and all the players in the campaign of the day for just having patience and uh, while we kind of work through some 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 issues there, but uh, I hope everybody had a good time and uh, thanks for coming out.
1: All right, my shout out is to Derek King over Aries Games and Minis. Uh, he has been gracious over the last year and a half that we've been doing that. He has sponsored our podcast and now he has actually started carrying our dice. So if you're looking to pick up a set of the Valhalla Club dice, uh, go over to Ares Games and Mini's website and you can pick them up there if you aren't going to have the opportunity to see any of us in person at, the, at any of the tournaments or at any of the cons. Otherwise, that's my shout out. I didn't have a chance to go to LVO, so I'm sorry I missed you guys. And then Greg, if you want to close us out, who, who are you shouting out?
2: Yep. So I'd like to salute uh, Jesse for being the one person to beat me this weekend. So congratulations. Uh, Jeremy got the one draw as well uh, from Denver. Uh, I'd like to shout out to Metal Ed, um, both for um, the the car ride from the airport, for uh, just being a great person to talk to. We did not get a chance to to play during the tournament, but he did come in second. Um, so he had a, a great uh, outing there as well. Um, and then there is a gentleman named Bridger who lives very close to me, and um, he's a newer player to Alpha Strike, and he has great humor about um, playing me on a pretty regular basis um, as I experiment with strange and interesting things like the, the list I brought here, and I appreciate his uh, patience with that um, as he learns the game system, but it, it always gives me something to bounce ideas off of and see how something works uh, when putting it together. And I, I did tell uh, Derek jokingly that uh, since I am a longtime customer of his, he he needs to do some posts about how the Clan Horses, War Machine and uh, LVO Championships are powered by Ares. So probably <laughs> <if> uh, <laughs> true. That, at
1: least awesome. all of the last-minute uh, mini needs of many BattleTech players. Your friendly like
0: neighborhood arms dealer. <laughs> Pretty much. And then final shout out from all of us here at the Valhalla Club, shouting out our uh, Patreon patrons thus far. Um, we've got Mr. Greg here. Thank you, good sir. As well as John, Phil Faz, uh, one here that says Bungle Tech, so I'm going to say that's Nate. Thanks to all our patrons. Uh, it definitely helps out. We really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, uh, while I'm at NTC for the next three weeks and I have a lot of downtime, time, maybe I'll start planning this thing out a little bit better. <laughs> So, dev it out. Um, but yeah, th- thanks to all y'all. We
1: expect a full ConOp PowerPoint presentation and briefing
0: tonight. <laughs> uh, Thank you, everyone.
1: Last call, everybody. Thank you for joining us.
3: Last call. Last call.
0: Thanks for joining us today in the Valhalla Club. If you'd like to hang out with us and many other Battletech podcasters, then be sure to join our Discord. Link is in the description. Special thanks to our sponsor, Ares Games and Miniatures. Ares is the premier online retailer for all your Battletech needs. If you would like to support the show, you can find us at patreon.com slash Club. If you have any comments, please feel free to send an email to TheValhallaClub@outlook.com. at outlook.com. Until next time, mechfans.